the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump says he already has a short list of possible Supreme Court nominees to fill the void left by the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You have a short list? I do. I have a short list. I've had a short list for a while. We added a number of uh, people onto the list, the previous list. We have about 45 altogether. I do indeed have a short list. The president could announce his choice this coming week and almost certainly before his first debate with Democrat presidential candidate Joe Biden on September 29th. Biden calling for no vote until after January. Tropical Storm Beta slowly crawling toward the shores of Texas and Louisiana, stirring worries that it could bring heavy rain, flooding, and storm surge to a storm-weary stretch of the Gulf Coast. Beta, one of three named storms, whirling in the Atlantic Basin during an exceptionally busy hurricane season. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Salem Communications Holding Corporation stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC from time to time will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents that are responsible for any and all taxes. For full contest rules, see this station's website. AM 1280, The Patriot, The Narn, hour number two with Brad Carlson is coming up next. It's the best and longest running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities, and it's right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. You can listen to The Narn every Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. Let's get a look at your weather forecast here. Slightly breezy coming from the south at 15 to 20 miles per hour. Gusts as high as 40. Chance of rain tonight with a 20% chance of storms tomorrow morning to kick your week off. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show, for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And by the way, if you want to follow us on Facebook, just do go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and be sure to like our page if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in as the guest of Palooza rolls on here. We are honored at uh, this point to be joined in studio by uh, Eric Mortensen. He also running for a uh, state race, state house to be specific, in Minnesota House District 55A, which is comprised uh, mostly of the Shakopee area. And uh, what other small towns, Eric? Uh, quick quiz. Uh, yeah, Jackson Township and Louisville Township. Got it. We appreciate the clarification on that. Don't want to leave any citizens out, nope, Eric Mortensen. Nope. So uh, Eric's in, uh, Eric is vying again for the uh, state house in uh, uh, this November. Uh, he fell just short in 2018 when he was challenged by current uh, incumbent uh, House member Brad Tabke. Uh, Eric, well, hopefully we can flip that seat back to Republican hands where it uh, rightly belongs, in our opinion. Uh, right. Eric, appreciate you having on the broadcast, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Now, I know uh, it's a you know, busy time, uh, even though kind of in this COVID pandemic, uh, we were talking a little bit about this with our previous guest that you know, kind of the big group meetings, not so much in vogue because, you know, we got to keep them smaller gatherings, socially distant and everything. So 
How have you found that experience uh, going door to door to try to to meet with the folks, Eric Mortensen? Yeah, well, I heard Mary, and I, I wish I would have seen her. Mary's good stuff. Uh, uh, and I been... know I saw her go upstairs. I'm thinking, oh, well, they'll say hello to each other, and uh, must have just missed <laughs> yeah, each just other. Missed oh well, I got it. <laughs> yeah, well, like Mary said, I've been door knocking since uh, well, actually May. So I think I've got her by a month. Okay. And uh, so we've been through this whole COVID thing, and, and I get asked often when I'm at the doors, well, how are people responding? Because I largely, I'm not wearing a mask when I go to the doors. I walk up, I knock, and I take some big steps backwards, too, <laughs> to make sure we, we get that six-foot rule in place. And But really, I've had, with one exception, one exception, someone was yelling at me through her door, but I've knocked on hundreds of doors at this point. And <laughs> okay. So people are, you know, it's really not an issue, but we've gotten a little innovative in Shakopee. And uh, instead of meeting in public places, um, we're meeting at the private residences. So we're doing these things. We're calling them uh, garage parties. Sure. Where we just say, hey, throw it out there. So we have two or three of these a week where people just open up their garage doors, back the cars out, and boom, you've got this instant meeting place that's very casual and we invite the neighbors over. So I'll door knock the neighborhood in advance, invite people over, and a chance to get to know some folks. I have plenty of uh, friends and neighbors whose garages are like a, are, are nicer than like some of their rooms oh, in their homes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's a very Minnesotan thing to do. It drives <laughs> yeah. my, my wife's originally from Illinois. It drives her nuts, yeah. that culture. And But, uh, hey, it's, it's part of Minnesota culture, and you're taking advantage and of it, it, Eric. It keeps <laughs> it easy and casual, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess tell us a little bit about yourself. Obviously, you're not uh, not a career politician at all. Um, I don't think you've ever even, even held a elected office before. Have, have Correct. You? No, I, and like Mary said, I, I don't consider myself a politician. I'm an upset business person that's upset. When I looked at the political landscape, there's really very few people that are out there fighting for small businesses and just preserving liberties for people. So uh, my background is in the corporate world. Well, I went to school for law enforcement and okay. got into business and uh, spent about 12, 15 years in the corporate world and started my own business about um, six years ago or so. And it was my experience as a business owner that really shed a lot of light on the fact of how oh, the state, they flat out don't care what it takes to run a business. So, in fact, my story, which I haven't told many people this much detail, so you've got, you've got the scoop here. Uh, and our listeners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the state put me through a, I was selected for a sales tax audit. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, okay. the, the letter said, we'll be in touch with you. So I said, well, great, because I'm not going to chase you people down. And uh, about a month later, I got a call, and they said, well, hey, we haven't heard from you. And I said, well, your letter said you'd hunt me down. Right. So they came to my office, and they left with thousands and thousands of pieces of paper. And six months later, they came back and sent me a letter and said that I owed them $150,000 in sales tax. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, and their letter said I have six days to appeal. So they had six months to go through reams and reams of paperwork. Wow. They gave me six days to, to contest it. And when I asked them, when I started flipping through the their uh, file to see how they came up with this, because I knew it was wrong, I filed my sales taxes the 20th of every month, and their conclusion said, well, they assumed I've never paid anything in sales tax. So I said, well, wait a minute. I go into your website, the Department of Revenue, and I pay at the 20th of every month. What do you mean I haven't paid? And she said, well, you're going to have to prove it. So they made me prove that I go into their website and I pay them. And that's when I said, this is ridiculous. They just don't care about what it takes around a business. Uh, I, I mean, I, for my day job, I work in corporate tax, and I, I'm very familiar with filing the 20th every month for my company. And right. you know, we're in several different states. So to, to your point, the reams of paperwork, that is all very legit, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so I mean, stuff. I'm just an employee, so I didn't have to go through what Eric <laughs> went through. I mean, my gosh. Well, that I can certainly understand. So uh, let's talk, I guess, a little bit about the dynamics of the district. Again, it, it uh, flipped to DFLR last yep. election, 2018. And when I think of Shakopee and you know Jackson Township and Louisville Township, I don't think of that as prime DFL territory. But we saw a trend in 2018, at least in the midterms, yep. where a lot of these first-ring suburban districts that were yeah, re- reliably Republican or uh, at least uh, second-ring suburban districts, uh, safe Republican, a lot of that flipped to the— to the DFL. So yeah. like you said, this is a rematch of that race in 2018. What's different this time, Eric? Yeah, well, 2018 was such a fluke year, right? I mean, when you look at that suburban ring. I hope it was a fluke year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, more people <laughs> voted Democrat in my district than they did for Hillary Clinton in 2016. I think it was like 20 or so more votes. So for more people to vote in a midterm than they did in the presidential election the wow. prior year, I think that's the first time it's ever happened. So wow, it was a very unusual thing. 
And so this year, of course, the obvious thing is Trump's on the top of the ticket. That's a big change. Right. And I think people are getting a real taste of what a big government looks like. They're getting a bit of a taste of socialism or communism with some of the rules that are coming out from from uh, Governor Walls. So what uh, I guess what is kind of the, the uh, most salient issues, the uh, biggest issues on the minds of people? Obviously, uh, you know, you get your general stuff. You know, the COVID-19 pandemic yeah. is something that. Uh, people are concerned about and the different dynamics that are with that, particularly the people who have kids, you know, whether kids can go back to school, whether they'll be able to, you know, continue running their businesses. You as a business owner can certainly attest to that. But what are some of the specific things that you're hearing from constituents as you're going door to door, Eric Mortensen? Yeah, well, the most prevalent thing is they're concerned about the safety of the community. Uh, I had somebody when I knocked on their door, they put it really well, and I hadn't thought about it in this light yet. But they said, you know, Shakopee, just like any other community, probably in the entire country at this point, is one critical event away from looting and riots. Mm. You know, if there's one police incident, even if it's like in Minneapolis the other day where the, the, the police didn't even really, they didn't take this person's life. It was a murderer who took their own life, but it incited all this violence. That's right. Because the rumor yeah. got out there. Well, that, that's, what, that's all it takes in any community right now. So I think people are seeing that and they're a little fearful. And when we look at... You know, this John Thompson character that uh, that's running over in St. Paul and, and, and the refusal for so many DFL candidates to denounce his actions. Um, it kind of shows there's a there's a cowardice that people are uh, they're not really attracted to that. Right. They want bold leadership and they want people are going to keep their community safe. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you think about the rationale that people move to the to the suburbs. Certainly they want, you know, quieter area. I mean, I've I've lived in I grew up in the city of St. Paul and not far from Highway 94. And they're just. A lot of a lot of activity, a lot of noise from traffic and whatnot, and they get to the suburban areas, you know, wanting to get away from that. And yep. as you alluded to, if if there would be a, a uh, an incident there that would put them on the national map, I mean, how many people ever heard of Kenosha, Wisconsin, exactly. before a few weeks yep. ago? Yeah. So, yep. uh, so from that standpoint, uh, as you're talking to people, is that I mean, is that do they kind of open up and say, hey, this is why we moved to the suburban area? We don't want to see a lot of the things that are happening in the city happen here? Yeah, a lot of people moved to Shakopee. I grew up in Shakopee. And, you know, when I was there as a kid, I remember as every time we drive back into town, you would see that population sign, and it was like 9,970. And now we're pushing 50,000. Wow. So we're in one of the fastest communities and certainly one of the most fastest-growing counties in the entire country. And people moved to Shakopee because – there's a, a lower cost of living. The, house, the cost of housing in Shakopee has always been much lower. In fact, when my wife and I uh, bought our house again in Shakopee nine years ago, that exact same model by the exact same builder across the river in Shanhassen was $150,000 more. Wow. So people come to Shakopee for that cost of living, and the commute is generally pretty tolerable. Uh, but when they see sort of this urban sprawl happening, and when they started throwing out threats of we're coming to the suburbs next, it certainly you know it gives people pause. Yeah, exactly. And 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 obviously, you know, you get f- folks up in Hugo. I mean, that's kind of a suburb out right. of the way. You know, you've uh, it, it's it's a good hike up there. But obviously, people that day were motivated to get up there for whatever reason. And I get it; they were just targeting one specific house. But still, it's it's unsettling for people who live on <laughs> a, a normally quiet street. And and again, there's not to say that there aren't issues that need to be hashed out. With the Minneapolis Police Department, mm-hmm. I think the tactics that they went about certainly weren't uh, <laughs> the most desirable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I met with our local police chief, and we talked about that incident, and he talked about some of the examples of things and and how when he when him and his department looked at what happened, how they said that just that that sort of thing wouldn't happen with the Shakopee Police Department. Right. Well, we are joined by uh, Eric Mortensen again. He is uh, running for uh, Minnesota House, a Republican candidate running for Minnesota House in District 55A, which, again, is comprised of Shakopee, as well as Louisville Township and Jackson Township. Uh, Eric, we need to take a quick break. Can you hold for one more segment? For sure. All right. Eric Mortensen again, Republican candidate in House District 55A. And if you'd like to weigh in uh, the comment or question, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. 
Hydro Excavation. Are you using water and high pressure to dig holes around underground utilities? American Pressure has the accessories for you. From switchblade and ripsaw nozzles to trigger guns, lances, pumps, and more. Give us a call today at 763-521-4442 or stop in. We have what you need. On the shelf and ready to be picked up today in Robbinsdale. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Welcome back. AM 1280 Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlton. Thanks for always tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Any comments or questions? Continuing to talk uh, state uh, legislative races. With Eric Mortensen, he is running for the uh, for House in House District 55A. Again, that's comprised of uh, Shakopee as well as Louisville Township and Jackson Township. Uh, obviously, Eric... Uh, you being a, a citizen, concerned citizen, uh, obviously being a business owner, that was kind of the uh, the catalyst for you yeah. running for office a couple of years ago. Anyways, you were certainly watching everything that was going on in the Capitol, particularly between the governor and the legislature, and obviously the governor uh, invoking his emergency powers and making all these executive decisions and a lot of critical decisions that affected a lot of constituents of yours, particularly small business owners. So what did they feel like the response was from the government. I understand early on some business owners were acquiescing, saying, we get it, this is contagious, need to be apart for a couple of weeks, flatten the curve. Yeah. Well, it's been six months of this two weeks to flatten the curve, yeah, and we're right. still pretty much there. So uh, what are you hearing from some of the small business owners? Uh, because Jacopy, you know, again, a lot of small businesses yeah. within that area people may not realize. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I think most people, most reasonable people would at the very front end of this said, oh, two weeks to flatten the curve make sure the healthcare system isn't overwhelmed. Okay, makes sense. May not like it, but I think most people said they're fine to make that sacrifice. But now being over six months into it, and you see the governor continually move the goalpost, people are starting to see through this and starting to think, well, maybe maybe there's this, this, this is a little more politically motivated. And so I've been talking to our business owners in town and calling them, reaching out. And of course, some are willing to share more than others. But the Shakopee businesses are reeling just like most any other businesses right now. And they're down 20, 30, even 40% in year-to-date revenue. And 
And then when you hear that the, the governor is concerned about this budget deficit of 4.8%, you know, what I've been telling people, in fact, we just met with the Chamber of Commerce the other day, is I think most Shakopee business owners would be thrilled to only be down 4.8%. <laughs> right, But they're, right. they're down way more than that. So why the government is some sort of sacred cow is beyond me, but that's certainly the way it's been treated. Yeah, and, and I think that was the thing that a lot of people found most offensive is, you know, when when you get to a point where you have a billion, $2 billion surplus. And, and, and as an aside, you know, I've said this to my listeners several times, that has always driven me crazy where people were uh, were uh, lauding this big budget surplus. Well, it meant you took way too much exactly. money from the tax, taxpayers, first of all. But then you all of a sudden, because of this COVID pandemic, I get it, you're not collecting as much uh, sales tax revenue, and certainly uh, payroll taxes are taking hit with all the unemployment. All of a sudden, you're in a, you're at a deficit, and states constitutionally cannot deficit spend. And yet, to your point, government being such a sacred cow, it was there were some government officials, government bureaucrats, slated to get automatic raises that was on the table to try to cut back on, and they still somehow went through. I government st- government yeah. still gets to operate at the at this full of there. There's no you know that's what drives me nuts about this one Minnesota shared sacrifice. There's only one party that's doing the sharing, Eric Morris. Oh, boy. I, I sent a letter to the editor right around the time where they pushed that, that, uh, that pay raise through for public employees saying, wait a minute, I thought we were all in this together. That's what billboards, radio commercials, everything is saying we're all in this together. But you're giving public employees a pay raise to the tune of a half a billion dollars, but you just lay it, laid off 650,000 Minnesotans in the private sector. So you're annihilating the private sector, but the public employees are getting a pay raise. So it's hard to say we're all in it together when, when that happens. And, and and so do you sense that the 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 folks in your district are 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 seeing that are they engaged in that issue because this is something that people may not be as aware of because you know that was kind of kept under the radar about how those razors were still allowed to go through but folks like yourself Eric I think can get that message out there. Yeah, so you know our news cycle is so fast and of course this happened 3 months ago and on our news cycle that's, that's true. like 30 yeah. years ago. But it's a good point. We should remind people that at the time when Minnesotans were being laid off or forcibly laid off and and being told you cannot go to work, you cannot open your business, and Keith Ellison is threatening $20,000 fines to businesses just trying to stay afloat. Uh, in fact, uh, I just heard uh, from one of the Shockby business owners the other day that uh, the Keith Ellison's office called him when he just had a sign in his window that said, hey, we've got an employee here that can't wear a mask, so just be aware. And they said, well, they called this business owner and said, well, then maybe you need to let this employee go. Wow. Yeah, how heartless is that? Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty ruthless uh, situation when it comes to <laughs> when it when it comes to government. That's for sure. So again, we're joined by uh, Eric Mortensen again, running for House District fifty five A, Shakopee area, as well as Jacksonville Township, Louisville Township. But we do have a caller on the line. Uh, Pat from Minneapolis wants to weigh in. Pat, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes. Hi. Well, good luck to um, the fellow you've got on there now. Um, I hope he wins. We all need uh, more I, people yeah. like him, small business people, and that in there. Speaking of small business, um, there was a. Sm- I heard, I saw this on TV and the news. I normally don't watch, but I happen to see there's a four block area here in Minnesota that's a no go zone. You can't the people can't oh, go in there, and there's yep. barricades. And there was a small businessman there in his store, and they showed on um, the the cameras the um, security cameras. Somebody walked in, threw stuff off of the counter of the desk, then asked him for money. Then the business owner went outside, and that the outside camera showed him being hit down on the floor, and they kicked him in the head. Then they showed his scar in the back of his head and his eyes all swollen and bruised, and he's lucky to be alive. I thought, what is going on? And then they were saying, oh, well, the police are allowed to go in there. They let the EMTs in, and I'm going, what is going on? They're shaking down small business owners, and where is this place here in Minneapolis? Are they keeping it under wraps? Yeah, I appreciate the call, Pat. Thanks so much. Yeah, those autonomous zones really worked out well in Seattle, places yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it goes down to that lawlessness. When you permit these things to happen the way the city of Minneapolis has, and, of course, they talk out of two sides of their mouth, the city council essentially says they want to defund the police, but then they, they look to the police chief and say, what, am, what are you doing about all this crime? And, uh, you know, as I've said in the past, th- this stuff isn't difficult. You know, a lot of us are parents. If you don't punish your child when they, <laughs> right. when they behave negatively in a swift and inappropriate fashion, then you're going to get more of that bad behavior. And, 
and that's what's happening in in large cities across the country. Yeah, obviously this is a this is an issue that's come up that I think under under state purview because you know we talk about look there's there's no question there are some officers that were on the police force maybe shouldn't be yeah. but to demonize the entire force and then uh, openly criticize them when the response times are slow because they're woefully understaffed and when you wanted to fund the police well you can't actually they, they're finding it more easier said than done. But by attrition, people are moving on. People are taking early retirements. People are right. maybe moving to a different uh, police force, a different city, or uh, going to a different career path altogether. And this all comes back to roost, so to speak. But what at the state level uh, do you see that could possibly be done to help with some of these reforms? Because we see at the city level they were you know, uh, scaling back some uses of force. So you're not only... Uh, the police force is not only dwindling, but you're taking away some of the restraint tools. Yeah. So, what at the state level ha- have you have you explored anything at the state level that could be done, Eric Mortensen? Yeah. Well, when I met with our police chief, we talked a little bit about this, and and um, you know the way he put it, he said there's very few of these real police reforms that are going to provide anything meaningful. It's more of a cultural issue within some of these departments, mm, yeah. and if you don't attack that cultural issue within the department, then then you're you're sort of helpless. So we can. You know, I'm sure there are probably some reforms out there that make sense, but I think we need to be really cautious because one of the topics we talked about when we met last week was um, recruiting and retaining officers. I think that's going to be a big issue. And some of these communities, especially where the community leaders are advocating for defunding and abolishing police, they're going to get that one way or another. And either because they will defund them or abolish them or because the police just they'll stop showing up. Yeah, the morale's low. Right. Yeah, and what's crazy to me, I mean, I, you know, whatever you think of uh, uh, of the culture of the of police departments, as Eric alluded to, you know, that that's certainly open for debate. And if you want to talk about defunding and abolishing the police, you know, fine, make your case. But the problem is this just seemed to be a visceral emotional reaction to an emotionally charged event. I get it. We all saw the horrible video footage of George Floyd uh, yep. in the, under the knee of that police officer. It, it was horrifying. No doubt about it, and something had to be done. But to make such an emotionally charged decision, let's get rid of the police force without any alternative of how that's done. That's just that's. Yeah. Uh, these are my words, not Eric's. Felony no, stupid. Man. I think when you when you kind of raise this argument up, there is an issue with accountability with government employees and police officers being one of them. And I talked about this with our police chief too. That how do you keep this level of accountability up? And it sounds like a lot of times their hands are kind of tied because of the process involved. So um, we need to make sure that police chiefs are empowered to manage their people appropriately. So Erica, we only have a few minutes left in this segment again. Eric Mortensen running for Minnesota House District Fifty Five A down in the Shakopee area. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, give them your website. And obviously, public events are somewhat limited. But if folks maybe if there's some virtual events that may be happening that you could alert the folks to, I'm sure they would uh, yeah, love to sure. find out about I it. mean, there's a lot of energy right now. And we have the opportunity to turn Minnesota fully red for the first time since 1972. Right. And I was at a Trump rally uh, down in Castle Rock yesterday. And it was amazing to see about a thousand people show up. And Donald Trump wasn't even there, right? This was just a, a Trump for or a rally mm, for Trump. Wow. Okay. So, uh, but if we're going to do this, it takes hard work. Going to rallies is fun. Going to events are fun. Right. But we've got to get involved and go door knocking, make the phone calls, do the lit dropping, um, do that hard work. So I encourage people to get out there, who, regardless of who your candidate is, um, and and volunteer to do that work. That is incredibly important, and it's very empowering as a candidate when you walk out of your house and you see six people walking up. They're going to go out, and, and they're going to go fight this and, and, and go door knocking with you. So uh, you can go to mortforhouse.com. So that's M-O-R-T-F-O-R spelled out, uh, house.com, mortforhouse.com. Fantastic, and I have linked to it at uh, my blog, bradcarlson.org, at today's post Promoting the show, and again, if you, uh, you know, this is important to all of us. As we, as I said, I've emphasized last segment with Mary Giuliani Stevens. I'll emphasize with Eric again. Uh, it's so important that with redistricting coming up in yeah. early 2022, where the congressional lines are redrawn, if Democrats have complete control and they get to, in effect, redraw the district lines, uh, that's not that, that's not good. You know, yeah. and that, and we're they're talking about. I mean, I guess they've talked about it previously, but losing a congressional district, yep. lines redrawn, 
Uh, Ryan Winkler even came out and talked openly about gerrymandering, kind of said the truth out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Where if if the Republicans go ahead and try to uh, do their constitutionally protected duty of filling a Supreme Court vacancy, that they'll resort to gerrymandering and statehood for D.C. and Puerto Rico, all these sort of things. I don't know if Ryan Winkler's aware he serves in the Minnesota House. He doesn't have really word (laughs) one to say. But that's another story entirely. Well, uh, Eric, we appreciate your time coming on again. Best of luck uh, going forward. Uh, this is a race that is uh, definitely very winnable, and oh, yeah. we know you put in the work in 2018, and you'll put in the work again again. M-O-R-T-F-O-R-Mort4House.com is Eric's website if you want to find out all about him, where to donate, and uh, where to help out. Appreciate the time, sir. Hey, Best of you. luck on the campaign trail, and uh, hope to catch up soon. Appreciate it. M1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Another segment coming up on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we recognize that this school year was a little different for you, with families learning how to work and learn from home together. We also recognize that this won't last forever. As you look ahead to the fall and a new chapter in your child's education, TwinCitiesTuitions.com will proudly be here to help with 50% off your students' first year at a brand new school. To see a full list of our partnering schools or for more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Where are we headed? Globalism? A new world order? A singular government power? If we yield over and decide that America is not unique, it's not special, it's not extraordinary, we no longer are the United States of America. We're just a piece of a bigger government. And what about prophecy? Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, the world after Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and yours truly, Eric Metaxas. The Messiah will not arrive on Air Force One. Watch Trump 2024, the world after Trump on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Trump 2024. Go to SalemNow.com to watch Trump 2024. SalemNow.com to watch Trump 2024 on demand. Through years of residential painting in the Twin Cities, in-town painters has really honed in on what's most important to the homeowners they serve. Trust, relationships, pricing, and communication. From the minute you call in-town painters, they work to earn your trust. Once owner Greg comes out for a free estimate, you'll know he's there to help, including offering you his lowest price guarantee. Lastly, communication is the key to everything. In-town takes great pride in their work. They set expectations with each homeowner for project start date and completion date. No surprises. If something unexpectedly comes up, you, the homeowner, are the first to know. In-town painters has built a strong reputation on beautiful interior and exterior painting and exceptional Christian-based interactions with both their employees and customers. Call Greg for your free no-pressure estimate today at 612-876-0191. 612-876-0191. Again, that's 612-876-0191. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for your church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. That's iBelieve.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 12, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show with any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Yes, the candidate Palooza continues as we are now joined in studio 
by Doug Willits, uh, who is the Republican candidate in Minnesota Senate District 55, which well, happens 51. to be where the Patriot Bunker uh, 51. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Doug's my fact checker. He, you're hired. <laughs> oh, 51, great. Senate District 51, which is right where the Patriot Bunker is located, as well as the northern part of Burnsville. Uh, Doug is uh, vying to unseat incumbent Senator Jim Carlson. No relation, so I'm pulling for you, Doug. So yeah, that's, thank you. If it were family, I'd have an obligation, <laughs> but no such thing here. Uh, well, Doug Willits, welcome back to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Good to have you on the broadcast, sir. Thank you for having me back. So what uh, what has been the uh, activity this weekend? I mean, obviously crunch time, a little yes. more than six weeks to Election Day. Yep. A lot of door 40, knocking, I'm assuming. 44, 43 days, something like that left. Um, been doing door knocking. Yesterday I was door knocking. I went to the Metro Republican Women's Picnic, and I went to uh, Tyler Kishner's uh, end of his 100-mile run Oh my gosh! Okay, and so yeah, and I did not run with him. I just I, say that's no. uh, that's quite formidable to try to keep up with him. My <laughs> no, goodness, I did not run. I haven't run for years. <laughs> well, he's a, he's got an entire congressional district, so yes. he has a lot more ground than obviously <laughs> you do, Doug. So that's fair. Uh, I guess uh, you know we've had you on the broadcast before. You know we're getting closer and closer to election day. You know. I think I could probably recycle a lot of the same questions I asked you then because the news cycle is so crazy in 2020. Things change so often, practically on a daily basis. So I guess what are the latest uh, concerns that the constituents have on their mind that they're conveying to you, given that we're still in the midst of Governor Walz's emergency powers? And now at the federal level, you know, obviously the Supreme Court seat, even though you have nothing to do with that, I imagine you get questions about all that. What are you now hearing from constituents these days, Doug Willits? Well, we, we normally get the, the, the normal things, taxes, education. Education is always a big thing in Egan. Sure. Uh, pretty good school there. And then there's Burnsville High School is also actually in the district. Okay. And then um, uh, the other the other things are uh, security, the police not defunding the police, and also the economy and how do we recover from the COVID economy and all the damage that we've self-inflicted on ourselves. Yeah, obviously that a lot of uh, a lot of issues going forward uh, to address once we uh, get back to the next legislative session. Well, there's like a special session every month. Yeah, <laughs> so well, all, there has to be. There's there, a, yeah, there, there, I think we find. I think we've set. A, I think it's official. We've set a record for number of special sessions within a given year. I'm not, not sure. I'm not sure that's a good thing. No, that is definitely not. <laughs> I don't consider it a good thing, anyways. So from that standpoint, Doug, you know, I asked the previous candidates this question. I'll ask you. You know, you. Uh, in addition to being a candidate, you are a private citizen, obviously have concerns for yourself and your family. So as you're seeing all of the things that are going on with the governor and the legislature and how they're interacting and the decisions that are being made, kind of taking some mental notes as uh, what you would like to say if uh, you got the opportunity to be on the Senate floor, Doug Willits? Well, I, I haven't always been a private citizen. I mean, I was in the Army for 29 years. That's true, yeah. And I got to actually, I've actually physically been around the world. I've spent the night, at least one night in 23 different countries. Mm, and I have okay. seen the results of what happens when you have one person in charge. Mm-hmm. I spent three months in Cambodia, and I stood in the killing fields. And it was a mm-hmm. very emotional, very hard ti- hard thing to oh, do. I can't imagine. I yeah. saw the, they took a school, they took a grade school that Khmer Rouge did, and they made it into a, a jail and a torture center. And uh, and so those are the things that scare me, is the, the taking our freedoms away from us. And that's what really affects the things that I look at. Uh, how do we do this without taking our freedoms? We can be safe. We're Minnesotans. Uh, we, we've learned to live in minus 20, minus 30 degree weather, for crying out loud. Let <laughs> okay. us figure out how to do this. And we can do that. Businesses can open safely. They can do that. The business owners, the people that make a living, have jobs to help other people make livings, can figure out how to do this. They're not, they're not idiots. They're not going to not figure out how to, They want their customers to come back so right. that they can have another experience in their restaurant, in their, whatever their store is. And I find it very distressing that um, the people don't have representation through the legislature anymore at all. And, it's, and it, gets, it seems to get worse after every special session. One of the things we, you know, we've been talking about is uh, particularly the suburban areas. I get it that 2018, typically the first midterm election in a president's first term, it's always a repudiation. You know, that uh, a lot of legislatures will flip to the opposite party and all that. And we certainly saw that here in 2018. Uh, and uh, so, from that standpoint, uh, what are the prospects now that you know this is a presidential election year, different dynamic? Uh, how do you look to chip away? Because you know the current senator, uh, Senator Carlson, won a pretty substantial victory even in 2016 
with a uh, president at the top of the ballot. But how do you see? How do you kind of chip away at that in order to uh, kind of bust through Doug Willits? Well, I go out every day, door knock, and that's one way to chip at it. The other thing, though, is to come on your your show, your radio station, and, and talk to people. And we appreciate that that you have that much faith in us, Doug Willits. So, <laughs> but the the thing is, is though that we have to get people to go out and vote. Oh yeah, um, that to me that's the biggest issue that we have as conservatives, as Republicans, is so many people. When I talk to them, or I have talked to them in the past, is why do I why do I want to take the time to go vote? Uh, well, because you see the results when you don't, uh, and the, to this last year is a prime example of what you see when you don't go vote. And I think that it's critical that. Uh, that you go out and vote. This year, it's more critical than ever. I know we hear that every year. This is the most critical election that we've ever had in my lifetime. Yes, it is. And we're going to hear that every year, every election year from now until whenever. It's just That's just the way, that's just the way it is. But uh, now we have to go out and vote. Don't sit in your... In there. And Minnesota is so easy to go vote. If you don't want to go to the elect, to the polls on November 3rd, like I'm going to do, I'm going to go to the... I'm going to. Go there early and get my vote cast the way we're supposed to do it. But if As you I are am. if you are not comfortable doing that, then it's so easy to get an absentee ballot in this state. Uh, it started let, uh, Friday the 18th. You can in Egan and Burnsville. You can go to City Hall and pick up an absentee ballot, and you can even hand it in at the city at the Burnsville and Egan City Halls, or you can request one on the internet through the Secretary of State's website. I have a link on my website, which is uh, willitsformn.com, and you can link right to that page on the Secretary of State's website to request an absentee ballot. And it's critical that we get those votes in there. Even if you request an absentee ballot from the Secretary of State's website, you get that ballot. You can still go hand it in at the uh, right, city right. halls, and, the, and I would highly recommend you do that. Hand it in just to make sure that nothing, even, you know, we're all here about all the mail-in issues that are out there. Um, and, and just avoid that and, and just hand it in. Uh, and, and a lot of it is not nefarious, I don't think. Some of it is just human beings are involved, and so mistakes are going to happen. So go hand in your ballot. If we can stand in line at Cub Food to get groceries or we can stand in line at, at uh, Costco or Sam's or any of those places, why can't we stand yeah. in line to go vote? Obviously, we, uh, the Twin Cities as a whole, kind of the epicenter of some of the big news this year, particularly, you know, we've talked about the George Floyd incident that took place in Memorial Day in, in South Minneapolis and, you know, how the unrest and violence took place there. And we were all horrified by that. But it's impacted suburban areas, first ring suburban areas as well. Uh, Egan was not exempt from it. There was a there was a statue vandalized was, right was, in Egan. Um, that was, had to be a wake up call to a lot. Oh of yeah, citizens, I, I hope Willis. it was a wake up call to a lot of people. We're not that far from downtown St. Paul, downtown. That's true. Uh, Minneapolis. Um, we picked Egan because it's a very centralized location for my wife and her job as a hospice chaplain. She can drive. She can get to different places quite quickly. Uh, but. You know, we, they vandalized the uh, the police statue at the Egan Central Park, mm. uh, and then wow. they they tagged somebody tagged the uh, the band shell down right 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 next to that. Okay, and that's and that's just not acceptable behavior. I understand. Like you were talking to Eric Mortensen before. I, I understand there are issues. Oh sure, yeah. And we, every time there's human beings, you get two human beings together, you're going to have issues. Uh, and so we need to make sure that we address those issues. That's not a problem, but. The way they're being addressed with violence, it's gone past any kind of thing that happened to George Floyd at this point. It's gone past that. And it's they're looking the people are looking to change the way our, our government works. Now we you know, we've talked about, you know, some cities, communities, you know, looking at how they're doing uh, policing. Some have, you know, proposed and again, in my opinion, it's lunacy to even to consider abolishing police forces, especially if you don't even really have a viable alternative. Uh what about uh, the uh, police force here in Egan. I mean, have you had an opportunity to talk some law enforcement officers, anybody? And and what what are they kind of conveying to you at this point, Doug Willis? I I have not had a good opportunity okay. to talk to any of the police officers. I uh, I, I need to do that. Uh, I had a blinding flash of the obvious uh, Friday or Friday or Saturday. It's like just go do a ride along. <laughs> like, well, no kidding. And so I'm going to try to set that up this week sometime between now and the election to do a ride along. But I, you know, the if the police need to if they need to be looked at, the training needs to be looked at, let's do that. Yeah. But defunding the police is a non-starter. 
Yeah, I you know, and again, uh, we talked about. I get it that you're going to have an emotional reaction to to the horrific event we saw, but to 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 not even have any viable alternative. I mean, to say, well, you know, social workers can go make wellness calls or whatever, and it's like you're asking people to do something that's well beyond their their pay grade. I get that they serve a very valuable purpose, but when you're going into a hostile situation where there's weaponry and potential violence, I I just yeah. You know, again, I'm not the smartest person around, but I just don't see how that that's a, a very viable alternative, to be sure. Well, we need to take a quick break. Doug, you able to hang for one more segment? I'm here. Okay, fantastic. Again, uh, Doug Willits running for uh, Minnesota Senate District 51. I got it right this Super. time, which is uh, right where we're located, Patriot Bunker, as well as the northern part of Burnsville. We'll talk a little bit more about Doug's campaign, get information on his website, events coming up, all that good stuff right here, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, back. In mere moments, go nowhere. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Whoa! Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Patriot. Top shelf choices include AM twelve eighty, the Patriot.com, our free app, and Radio.com. For most folks, a comfortable retirement requires steady income. But many people wonder, how can I maintain income once I've stopped working? The retirement income store may be the solution for you. I'm Davis Granton. During my career, I found that most baby boomers have done a great job growing their retirement savings, yet many don't know how to convert their savings into steady income. And that is why I built the Retirement Income Store, to help hardworking Americans preserve their assets and establish steady streams of income. Call the Retirement Income Store at 866-976-9518 for your free retirement income kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's Amazon best-selling book. Plus, you'll be invited to enjoy a free, no-obligation conversation with an income specialist. Call 866-976-9518. That's 866-976-9518. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Online at the retirementincomestore.com. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies LLC, an SEC registered investment advisory firm. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select Alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. Get a $4,000 whole house water softener system for just $2,000 through this special offer from Commerce Water and this station. There's just one half-price water system. Go to the station's website, click on the More tab, then Half-Price Offers, or call the station now. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Final segment of the broadcast. It's been a fantastic show as I've enjoyed talking with all of our uh, candidates running in local races, particularly state races. Joined uh, for these final couple of segments by Doug Willits. He running in Minnesota Senate District 51, which is here in Egan, as well as the northern part of Burnsville. And by the way, check out Doug's website, willits4mn.com. That's two L's, two T's, willits4mn.com. I'll also link to it 
at bradcarlson.org uh, on today's post promoting the show. So if you want to uh, go to my blog and click on it there, you can as well. And obviously, uh, money is not the most important thing, but it is important. So any resources that you could spare for the campaign, because, again, uh, I can't emphasize enough that uh, the Republicans hold a very slim majority in the Senate and we can only afford to have a net loss of literally one seat. So if there's any DFL seats we could possibly flip to Republican, we want to help make that happen. And Doug, I know, is doing all he can to uh, to make that uh, dream a reality. Right, Doug? Mon- well, yes. yes, money is one of those things, kind of like political signs. If you don't got them, you're going to lose. They it won't necessarily let, make you win the election, but if right. you haven't got any, you're going to lose the election. So yeah, yeah. Any help anybody can send uh, my way. Five dollars would be great. Five dollars will actually buy one of those little small uh, campaign sign, yard signs, and with a little change left over, and it's a huge thing. So, yeah, no doubt. So, uh, as you've been, um, you know, I, I know we've talked about this, you know, in your previous visit with us a couple of months ago. Certainly, with the COVID pandemic, the dynamics a little different. You aren't uh, can't you can only meet in you know a certain finite number. Of people and obviously door knocking, you're still getting out there, but you you kind of knock on the door and run six feet away. And oh yeah, sort of take, you, you, know, <laughs> you always took a step back anyway because you didn't want to get hit by the screen door. Of course. So I just take an extra step, you know, back, and I got a three foot arm, and they got a two foot arm, so we're at least five feet, and only for less than two seconds to hand off the little brochure thing I got, and uh, I just talk to them at that point from at least six feet away. And I got a pretty loud voice. I can be heard from a long ways away. So, oh, perfect. And that that works out real good. So, I guess um, getting into this particular race, certainly uh, uh, the districts down here, you know, the kind of these first ring suburbs of first ring of St. Paul and Minneapolis, uh, you know, have been trending, you know, purple for some time. Some have even ventured into to, to light blue. And we talked about the dynamics of this particular district. But I guess. What was kind of the motivation or the catalyst for you uh, running for this uh, particular office, Doug Willits? Well, it, it happened a number of years ago while I was still in the Army. Uh, a talk show host, similar to yourself, um, said something, was talking about people retiring mm. and uh, don't just go play golf or go fishing. And I said, doggone it, that's what I was going to go do. <laughs> I said, go do that, but also do something else sure. for, for the community. Uh, two years ago, I ran for House District 51B during the during the big blue wave that happened here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then so, but this year I, I was convinced, uh, that, uh, to run, try to try to do it again. Uh, and uh, so here we are, uh, like I said, at the first segment, uh, what really helps me to stay motivated is my time in Cambodia. Oh, sure. I spent, yeah. I've also spent time in Eastern Europe after the wall came down, but you still see all these things that were are just absolutely horrendous as far as that form of government. I've never run into the people of any country I've ever been in where the people are the issue. It's always the government that's the issue. And we need so we need to make sure that we keep the government of Minnesota as small as possible to stay out of people's business. Let the people figure out how to do it. We can do that. That's not the issue. The issue is the government getting in our business that's where we have problems. And obviously, speaking of businesses, we have a lot of small businesses in this general area. And, you know, my colleague is, uh, colleagues and I, because we frequent uh, the radio station here, we'll frequent a lot of these small businesses. And, and some of them have had to make tremendous adjustments right. in the face of this COVID pandemic. So uh, have you had an opportunity to talk to some of these I've uh, small businesses? I've talked to some. Okay. Uh, I've been able to talk to some. Uh, it's, it's, I, uh, uh, there was a coffee shop near my house where they almost went out of business. Mm. Um, they just got very lucky. They had just opened in February of this year. And so when the shutdown happened, they wow, were how's saying, that for timing? Oh, My yeah, goodness. it was like it's horrible. But they uh, made it through the shutdown, shutdown part of it. And when they were allowed to open a little bit, they were open, they opened as much as they could. Uh, they had really great friends and, and former employees that came in and actually volunteered their time to help them get through it. Oh, fantastic. Um, and they have good coffee. Uh, and also a, a plus, yeah. yeah. And they also, and it's a really neat environment. Uh, when the the government allowed them again to have outdoor seating without going through all the hoops and and, and fire to to sign up for an outdoor seating, they were able to do that. They put the little tables out on the sidewalk. Uh, unfortunately, they have a very narrow sidewalk, so they couldn't put a lot of tables out there. And they've got seating indoors, the whatever the requirement is. Uh, and they they they're making a go of it. They're at least giving it a shot. Um, and they're very nervous right now. They're still sure. nervous. They're still um, 
they're still not really quite above water right now, uh, but they're, they're still giving it a go every single day. They're out there. They're trying to do it, and uh, they've, they've sunk their heart and soul into this whole thing. And what I, one of the things that I have a hard time with is one person points at another person and says, you don't get to work. And I don't understand how we as a society can tell somebody else in society, you don't get to contribute to society. That just does not make sense to me. Uh, I, I can figure out how to do this. Give me a couple. Give me some guidelines. When I was in the army, the the uh, officer, we I was an officer, but we never gave, we never told people how to do something if we couldn't, it didn't have to. Right. This is what we need to done. You tell me how you can do it the best way. And I, I, I think we're missing that in our state government right now. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of states, particularly in this the COVID nineteen pandemic, is if. The you know government entities, particularly the state's Department of Health, they come out and say, this is what we're looking at. This is what we highly recommend you do. People for their own safety and for their family's safety are going to take those recommendations seriously. But as we can attest to, it comes across a lot differently when it's mandated, Doug oh, yeah. Willits. Well, I mean, you guys have plexiglass between us. Yeah, we can figure this out, right? Um, and you know, and, and if I am a, if I have my mom and my mom is eighty and my dad's eighty two, mm-hmm. um, we're going to go have my wife and I are going to go have dinner with them this this evening. But we're going to take precautions sure. when we do that. Uh, if you're part of a, a vulnerable uh, population for the COVID virus, you are resp- You need to take responsibility for your safety. Uh, and and don't I see I see signs up when I go door knocking. They say, "Hey, I'm a, I'm vulnerable. I have like something, and please wear a mask when we're at the door." I don't even knock on those doors right now. I just leave them my car. I leave them my little flyer and move on. Right. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do for their safety. I'm just sure. leaving my flyer and move. I don't even talk to them anymore. Uh, I just figured out that's just probably not a smart thing to do. Uh, and so we can figure this out. And I, I would hope, I wish the governor would just allow us to do that. Help us figure that. Let us figure this out. Give us some guidelines that the that these professionals. I hesitate to call anybody expert anymore because we seem to be getting you know lots you say, of different l- things. Listen to the experts and yeah, retort is which experts? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's you the- know, and, and we can figure this out. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I don't see us being allowed to do that. And I've I've really I'm downright offended by that. I mean, I'm I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I'm not the dullest, but I, we can figure this out. Right, right. Yeah, and obviously this is going to be the issue first and foremost in the minds of the folks, and, and they have seen what has unfolded at the legislature as well with the with the governor's office, and there will be decisions to be made, I would imagine, based on that uh, on Election Day. Well, uh, Doug Willits, again, always great to have you on the broadcast, sir. Thanks so much for stopping by, and uh, best of luck on the campaign forward. I'm sure we'll catch you uh, before uh, November 3rd, that's for sure, and uh, look forward to talking again. We appreciate the time, sir. Thanks for having me. Don't forget, WillitsForMN.com is my website, and I'm on Twitter and Facebook with Willits for Minnesota Senate. Absolutely, and uh, the website's a nice one-stop shop at the bottom where you can also find Doug's Facebook page and Twitter feed, as he alluded to, so you definitely want to follow along for all campaign activities. So, folks, I appreciate the time today. Next weekend, Mitch and I are switching broadcasts. I'll be on Saturday the 26th, Mitch on Sunday the 27th, but we'll still be here for regular programming. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Hi, Paul Rubin here from the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC, and I'm honored to announce that we've partnered with AM 1280 The Patriot to bring you the Pledge of Allegiance Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. We feel it's very important to bring the pledge back to the forefront of our daily lives. Each day, a local veteran, an active service member, or a first responder will proudly recite the pledge to kick off our day and honor our country. Tune in at 7.30, and God bless America. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed. Also, the Army National Guard's education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. 
Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time, close to home, by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they we're offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional, and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot is 